Hello and welcome to another episode of Worked Up, the podcast where you learn to navigate the workplace, business, and your career with a little more ease and a lot less angst. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beck, and I could not be more excited for today's episode. We are joined in the studio with Heather Kerner. Hi, Heather. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. By way of background, Heather is an acupuncture physician. She's a specialist in Chinese medicine with particular focus on fertility. She has gotten a lot of people I know pregnant, even though biologically I know that's not how it works. Um, But this episode is honestly 10 months in the making. She is my acupuncturist. She is one of the people who pushed me to start a podcast. And we have been talking about this for a very long time. We certainly have. So thrilled that you're here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. Um, There's a lot of reasons we wanted Heather on the podcast, not least of which is that we spent a lot of time talking about knowing yourself. And in the friendship that I've made with Heather, we spent a lot of time chit-chatting about how Eastern medicine views archetypes and personality types. And we thought it would be really interesting to dig into all of that. But before we get there, Heather, do you mind just giving everyone a sense of your background, your journey, and what it is that you do? Sure. Um, I found my way to Chinese medicine after a long history of health problems that Western medicine really was unable to offer me any sort of relief from. Uh, Nobody talked to me about my diet or lifestyle, uh, my stress level, and how that could all help me and my health journey. Um, And then I found acupuncture and pretty instantly things got better. Once my body was aligned, the stress came down and I changed my lifestyle. My body knew what to do and it pretty much healed itself. So here I am. That's incredible. And for those people listening who don't know what acupuncture is or think that acupuncture is just being a human pincushion, can you talk a little bit about what it is and how it works? Yeah. So it's pretty simple. Um, when we are in a state of fight or flight, our body has, um, it, it's very efficient with its resources. So it's going to send blood to your brain, to your heart. It's going to try to keep you alive. So it's not working on keeping local tissue um, healthy. It's going to prioritize where it sends its resources. So once we calm down the fight or flight, we relax the body, any tension patterns that are formed in the body, the body can heal itself. It knows exactly what to do. It knows how to do it. As you and I sit here, every cell is working to keep us alive. We're not thinking about breathing. We're not thinking about digesting. So we're tapping into that force that's already doing those things and allowing it to take over and calming down the survival instinct. And I know I've learned from you that Chinese medicine looks at the body as a set of systems. So can you talk a little bit about that too? Yeah. Yeah. So In Western medicine, they often break the body into parts. Like you go to a GI doctor, you go to a urologist, and that's amazing when you have something that's really severe and we need someone that knows that part through and through. But oftentimes they neglect the body as a whole, the system. Sometimes you tinker over here and you mess with this over here, right? So we just look at it as a system, an interwoven system where everything relates. And so if there's a kink in the chain somewhere, there's not going to be smooth flow, smooth communication, and then things can't do their job. I find it so fascinating. It's really cool. How everything just is interconnected and works together. And I have to say for myself, I think the way acupuncture has helped me is from this relaxation perspective. 
because it's very hard for me to turn my brain off. It's very hard for me to actually relax. I'm the type of person that even when I get a full night's sleep, I wake up tired. And you told me something very interesting, that there are studies that say that 30 minutes of acupuncture is equivalent to two hours of deep sleep. Yeah, it's super healing, very, very restful. And that has something to do with the waves, right? What the, the type of waves that your brain is correct working with while you're sleeping. Exactly. Exactly. You're in a healing state. It's not worried about keeping you alive. It's worried about healing. It can switch over to that parasympathetic rest and digest system. And I will tell you, when I leave Heather's office, I always need to sit for 10 minutes because I'm like, I can't get in the car right now. I can't drive. <laughs> you float out. I float out. It feels amazing. But I really want to dig in to this idea of what I've learned from you, which are the five elements or the five archetypes or phases that really relate to personality. And like I said before, on this podcast specifically, we are focused on knowing yourself, self-awareness from the perspective of how you move through your career, how you move through business, and how you move through life. And that aligns very much with this very ancient philosophy that's been around for thousands of years, which I also find fascinating. So where do we start? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the whole idea is that once we know ourselves, we can optimize, we can use this really ancient system to sort of hack our lives here in 2023. And um, then we can harmonize our relationships too. Like you've heard of Myers-Briggs, you've heard of the DISC model, all those are really great and they help us to understand ourselves. But a lot of that's just like rote memorization. If I don't use that every day, I kind of forget like, oh, what is I, what is N, you know, what, oh, you're ENT, what does that mean? How do we, but this system is really cool because, you know, by the time you've left I don't know, second grade, you know what water is, you know what wood is, you know that if you water a tree, it will grow. You know, if you put water on a fire, it will go out. So you don't have to learn anything new. And I'm all about like ease and efficiency. So you can use what you already know to apply it to your life and make yourself better and make your interactions with others better. Okay. So what are the five elements or phases? Sure. So we have fire, we have earth, we have metal, we have wood. And we have water. I just got a vision of Captain Planet, <laughs> you know, from when we were younger and they all put their rings in the middle. Heart. Exactly. Exactly. The only one that's missing is heart. Okay. So, so let's go through each of the different archetypes. For sure. And again, they're also called phases. So phases. these are, these can be equally as complicated as they are simple. So for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to stay pretty simple and like we, these phases can be applied to our life, to our day, uh, even into this, this podcast and how we start and how we finish. There's, there's phases. So we are going to start with the fire phase. So the fire phase is also related to summer. And I mean, that makes sense, right? Summer is hot. Summer is fiery. Summer, you think beach, you think less clothes, you think barbecues, you think social time, right? It's, that is fire in nature. So if you think about what fire is, you can know what someone who is fiery is like pretty instantly. And a lot of times the way I'll explain it to people is I'll run them through these little exercises. So if you would do me a favor and close your eyes. Okay. And then picture a fire. And then once you have a fire conjured up in your mind, tell me what you see. All right. I see 
really pretty colors. So red and orange and yellow, a lot of movement, a lot of action, smoke kind of billowing up, but it's very pretty. Perfect. Right. You're drawn to it. Like they say, moth to a flame. We all know that that phrase, right? So what direction is the flame? Up. Okay. And if you were to approach the fire, what temperature is it? Hot. Perfect. And if I throw something in the fire, what happens to it? It burns. Burns, right? So these people are very uplifting, right? When you come in contact with them, they're, they're going to lift the room. They're going to make a joke. They're going to lift the room up, right? They're warm. They're very easy to connect with. Um, they're very magnetic. You're drawn to them. You want to be around them. They're very good at like the here and now. When you're in the presence of a fire, it's like, that's it. Like you are there in front of them. You are the only person in the world. They are connected with you. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well then now you're gone. Moving on. <laughs> you know, Got so it. Fires struggle to stay really engaged long-term because they're always looking, for, seeking new novelty, right? They love stimulation. So, and that's good, you know, and we all have all five. I should, I should have prefaced with that. We do have all five and we move in and out of all five and we're going to summon different parts of that depending on what we're doing in our day-to-day. But we all have one constitutional, one that sort of radiates from us, like kind of who we are at the core and also who takes over in times of stress and who is going to get out of balance. Like that's our problem Mm. child because it's the superpower. So the other ones that have like the checks and balances, right? If you're really fiery and you don't have a lot of water, the fire is going to spin up when we get out of balance. So what does that look like? So fire, because fire is fun, stimulation, fun, they can do two things, right? They can get even more fiery. They can just book more things, go out more, have more parties, right? When they're really supposed to rest, but like the adrenaline spins up. So they just want to keep going. They get sort of addicted to that adrenaline, like go, 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 go until they burn out. Right. And that's the other, that's the flip side. When the fight, when you blow a candle out, right? The, the room was dark, it was lit up and now it's out. Right. So they just collapse. So they can struggle if they are very, very fiery and they don't have the other ones, they can struggle to sort of maintain balance with that. I'm thinking of someone in my family who is very much exactly what you're talking about. And she's either go, 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 or she's in bed all day. There's no middle ground. That's it. That's it. It's because she doesn't taper the fire as it starts to get, you know, you think of nature, right? A, A forest fire. It's out of control, like just throwing a bucket of water and that's not going to put it out. It just, and it consumes everything in its path. It's just about consumption, consumption, consumption until it eventually burns out. Yeah. That's fascinating. Okay. But they're, you know, they're superpower. They're natural cheerleaders. They're natural salesmen. They're just, they're, they're very charismatic. They're fun to be around. How can someone who's listening to this and think they're a fire bring themselves back to balance if they think they're out of it? Mm. Well, as we go through the elements, you'll sort of know which ones tamper down the other ones. I do have on my website, eastbokeacupuncture.com, I put a little elements thing because it's fine and dandy to know what you are, but then it's like, okay, what do I do with this information? So I have on there what to do if you are a fire and how to help a fire if you know a fire, what to do with them. Oh, great. Um, Because they struggle with sometimes with linear time and they're very present, having structure can be really important. Scheduling rest time even though it's hard for them, especially, you know, acupuncture is great because it's like, okay, you're going to allow yourself 30 minutes to just calm down. Um, but those are the, those are the big things with fire. Awesome. So which element is next? So we're going to move on to earth. And you think about if you put something in a fire and it burns down, like now we have ash, now we have earth. Oh. Right. And yeah. So it's very cool. Um, so it's now all connected, it's all connected. And you'll see how, how they are either promoting of each other or constricting of each other. Got it. 
All right. So earth. So when I say mother earth, what words do you think of? What comes to mind? Nurturing, like a hug. Absolutely. Right. Caring. You got it. Bountiful. Exactly. All those words, because earth types are about nurturing. They're about sustenance. Like you think about the earth gives us our food, gives us our sustenance, gives us our nurturing. Um, The earth, we stand on it. So they're really good at supporting people. Um, They're also a matrix for things to grow. So they will like, they'll hold the space for you to, to grow, to blossom. Right. So when you come to me and say like, oh, I'm thinking about a podcast, like I can hold the space and say, you know, what? I really think that you should like, let's explore this. It's a safe space to explore that. So you're an earth. I have a lot of earth. Got it. I have a lot of earth. All right. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, that's okay. I mean, we call, um, they're like the archetype of like the preschool teacher, just like really sweet and soft and caring and nurturing. This is who you call when you're having a bad day. Like this person's going to be there for you and just encourage you and say, don't give up. You know, I'm getting a visual of another person who's in my family. <laughs> this is hilarious. I love everybody in my family, but she just can't do enough for you. Yes. And you go to her house and it's like, what can I make you to eat? Their energy, because you think of the earth as like a globe, right? Their energy is literally directed outward in an arc. So they are really uncomfortable taking care of themselves. They always want to give. It just, it feels better for them to give. Mm. But as you, you know, we talked about earlier about getting out of balance. If you give, 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 and don't fill your cup, what happens right now? You're like soil that's depleted that no longer has the fertilizer to grow anything. So you just get completely burnt out. It's hard for them to recognize it because it feels so good to give. So how do they balance that? Self-care, self-care. It's it's hard for them, even just getting a massage, right? And sometimes I'll tell them like, why don't you think of it like they're helping, you know, that you're helping them learn or that you're helping. And they're like, oh, it's just reframing the self-care into helping someone else can be helpful for them. That's that's, so interesting. But that also gets back to a perspective shift Mm -hmm. where a lot of what I do is talking to people about their purpose or what motivates them or what they're interested in. And sometimes it's not a matter of changing a job or changing a career or going to a completely different industry. It's a matter of changing your perspective and the way that you relate to it. Exactly. Right. So if you know what you are and you know, oh, I love the connection part of it or, oh, I love the the taking care of someone else. If you yeah. can just really hone in on that and framework shift it, you'll feel better. It'll be less constriction. Oh, nice. All right. Next element. Next element is metal. So out of the earth, we dig up metals, right? So uh, for this exercise, I'll have you name some things that are metal if you can. Iron. Okay. Silver. Okay. Gold. Okay. Those are all precious metals. Okay. What else? (laughs) Can you think of any tools or? Well, oh yeah. So, you know, like a hoe. Or a rake. I don't know. Of course, that was the first one that came to my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> At least I have everyone laughing there in the you studio. Go. There you go. There's your fire coming out. There's your fire. You're lifting the room. Um, how about a scissors or an axe? All right. Those are okay. things I have m- much greater access to on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like a car or a refrigerator, anything. So most of those either cut <laughs> cut something. Or they contain something, right? So okay. they're all about order. Think Excel spreadsheet, right? So think stereotypical, like accountant type of work. It's a very orderly and neat, uh, you know, renaming your uh, work files. Right? Like to yes, Heather's making fun of me right now. I just disclosed to her how I organize my Dropbox 
with all of my podcast episodes. And yes, yes, it is very organized and anal retentive. And efficient, right? It's and efficient. efficient. It works well. It's a good system. So that is actually their gift to the world is creating systems, right? And systems work. Systems, we need them to create order in our life. Um, but as you can imagine too, that can go off the rails too and get extremely organized when they're really out of balance. So they, they won't even be able to sit here and talk to you and I. I have these papers shuffled here. They would have to like put it into, into order because that would create chaos and stress inside of them. Got it. And they're also about purifying, making something better. I mean, that is one of your superpowers too, is like looking at something and going, oh, why don't you just do X, Y, and Z? Like, you know, instantly by looking at it, how it can be better. So purification, we talked about gold and uh, silver, right? You put gold into a fire and it's like the refiner's fire, like the good stuff comes out, right? Oh. So they're just always purifying the world, making it better. Oh, interesting. And, you know, but also when it gets out of balance, like if you think about touching a, a knife or a scissor or anything like that, it's cold and rigid and hard. So they can become very aloof and lose the fire connection because fire melts metal. So if someone comes to me who's super, super metal, I'm going to use fire. I'm going to use warmth and laughter to try to like soften those edges to try to create some connection. Oh, well, that's such an interesting perspective on all this, too, because if you can read the room and understand who you're opposite, you can draw on the different elements to be able to create more ease in your communication. One thousand percent. Oh, I need to nurture this person. What element can I call on? Oh, I need to. Oh, this is I'm feeling some constriction. This person's bumping up against me. What can I do or how can I relax into that tension? What element can I call on to do that? Right. So it's like love languages, like, you know, gifts, quality time. You find out what they're what language they speak and then you can have better communication. And so you're optimizing yourself and then harmonizing the relationship. Amazing. OK, I want to go back to that, but let's continue with the elements for sure. Uh, so the next one is water. So if you melt metal down, what happens when you have like a puddle of water or you sometimes you'll see condensation on metal outside because right. it gives rise to water. So water can be in many, many different forms. Like name some, when you think of water, name some things you think of. The ocean, a lake, you know, running water from a tap. Perfect. It can be in different forms, right? It can be in ice, vapor, right? So it's very adaptable and it will shift to its circumstances. We always say the water, water takes on the container that it's in, right? So it takes mm. on resonance. If you put food coloring in water, it takes on the resonance of the water. So waters are really good at going deep. They actually have a really hard time saying surface level. They are deep thinkers. They're philosophers. They want to go deep and deep quick. Um, but taking on the resonance of the room and like being deep with people can be really hard on them. So they have to kind of go inward and go away to sort of um, uh, have some downtime yeah. to recharge. <laughs> nice. Okay. So this element of self-care it sounds like is also critical for a water. Yeah, I mean, it's critical for everybody. Theirs is mainly um, space and time alone to recharge. They, they often, water goes deep, right? Like water can be a deep abyss in the ocean. So they, they tend to go inward with a fire. If they're feeling some type of way, it's gonna be on the surface. They're gonna say it and they're gonna get it out. Water's really struggling because it's so introspective. It's so inward and thinking and they're deep thinkers. So they can get caught in here. I always say to them, like if I have someone who's a really strong water type, I'll say, it's like you're at the bottom of the pool and everything's really muffled and you can't really hear and you can't really see and you're just like stuck in your thoughts. 
that can happen easily to them. But they're they're amazing because they bring things up from the depth. Like we take submarines down to try to find out what's down there. They get the depth. They birth the idea, right? Like babies are created in water. They're grown in water. So it's like they birth ideas. But that's that can be that can be a lot to ha- to have going on in there, you know. Yeah, and it makes me think of still waters run deep. Exactly. And I I kind of get this picture of somebody who's just completely in their head all the time. Yeah, I mean, we think of uh, Steve Jobs as like the archetype of the water type. You know, he like wore black is like the color in Chinese medicine of of deep deep water. So he like wore the black. He's such a deep thinker. He's like a little mysterious, you know. So that's a good uh, visualization of water. Very cool. All right. Are we on our last element? We are on our last element. What is it? So when you water a plant, it grows, right? So now we are on wood. Wood. So woods are the go-getters, right? Wood is the seedling that fights against gravity to grow up and out, right? So that is your wood, right? A wood is an acorn that has a blueprint. It has a plan. It's going to become an oak tree, whether we like it or not. If there's shade, it's going to grow outward towards the sun, we're not stopping a wood, right? So woods are your get it done, go getters. And what happens when woods are out of balance? So because of the nature of wood is like so expansive, um, if they are not actively doing something, trying to conquer something, trying to develop something, they have all this expansive energy running through them. And so they can get really impatient, right? They're the people when you're at the stoplight and it just turned green, you can't even get your foot from the gas to the brake and they're already beeping. And you're like, whoa, give me a second, right? Or they're like yelling at the store, like, why do you only have three lanes open? Because they just, they can, they have all this expansive energy in them and it just feels so stressful. And there's a lot of angst in there. Like they want to go, 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 go. So how does that differentiate from a fire that's go, go, go? Um, well, wood is trying to accomplish something. Mm. Yeah, they're trying to check a box. Fire's just trying to like have a new experience. Got it. So it's the end goal. Yes. So um, I have some woods in my life. And if I see that there's a long way to a restaurant or a line, I will typically give them something to do. Like, hey, can you look up that thing? Or hey, it's like a kid with a coloring book. Exactly. Here's the iPad. Like, what's your <laughs> next right? Here's Coco Melon. Go. Can you research that thing? Um, yeah, they need they they're always on a mission. They need a mission. They're better when they have a mission. Uh, my woods that have um, like they complete a project and then they sort of have a, a lull between the next one. They fall apart. They feel really stressed because it's, they have this expansive energy. I always say they're like the, there's fish that are way down deep. And when you bring them up, they sort of pop, you know, like their eyes fall out and stuff because the the, um, pressure was holding them together. They do better under pressure. The rest is more, causes more angst for them. So I loved when you gave the example of Steve Jobs as the archetypical water. Mm -hmm. If you had to go element by element or phase by phase, who is the archetypical person that we can at least all anchor our pictures toward? Uh, so for a wood, uh, the, the one that comes to mind is uh, Tony Robbins. He's like a very wood dominant force, like get it done, like very, you know, in your face, like that comes to mind. Um, even uh, Lance Armstrong could be like, he's not going to stop, right? Like, you know, I mean, obviously he had some issues, but <laughs> Olympic athletes are, are usually wood or water. Interesting. And what about earth, fire and metal? Hmm. Earth is tough. I'm trying to think of like an, an earth that would be 
famous. I mean, we talked about the archetype of the preschool teacher. I don't know if you can think of someone that's famous. That's sort of like, like mother Teresa be earth. Oh, there you go. Okay. Very good. I mean, she's also got some metal because she's like purifying and like trying to become egoless. So there's a little bit of that. Like, again, we all have all five, um, but yeah, caring, 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 just really sweet mom energy. Got definitely it. earth. And then fire. Mm, fire. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> That's an out of balance fire. Enough said. All right. And then metal. Uh, okay. So metal. Metal's going to be someone that's very meticulous, very, um, very precise, very, um, I kind of think of like a Kate Blanchett, just like very, uh, put together, put together, poised. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be like so neurotic. Like that's, right. the, that's the pole of it, but the other end or spectrum of it is just very refined and purified. Well, and what's, so interesting to me about our conversations is you told me that in what two minutes you can usually size somebody up. The more you practice it and because I have a lot of water in my chart, it can really take on the resonance of someone very quickly. Um, it's, it's usually maybe even a little quicker. Yeah. Unless they're really out of balance and it can be hard. I can say, Oh, I'm seeing a lot of fire. And then as I get to know them, I hear the underneath. It's like, which element is screaming when I first meet them. If they're really balanced, it can be hard to tell because there's like a lot of resonance. In fact, with you, I've experienced all of your elements in our conversations. Like even through this podcast, we've gone through a lot of them. Yeah. You have some dominant ones, but you're very balanced. So you have, you can flow. So how would someone listening to this determine which are their dominant elements? I always say, think about two things. One, who were you when you were little, right? Mm. Like that's really like kind of who you were before the world got in the way and you sort of maybe changed based on what you thought you needed to do. And then also like when, when the stuff hits the fan, who takes over? Like what, how do you, what's your stress response? Do you get angry? Do you want to go out and party? Do you want to retreat and go inward? Do you want to organize everything? Like how do you respond to stress? Cause that's your guardian. That's the one that's taking over. That's like, all right, I got this. Like we're going to do this thing. Oh, I'm just smiling to myself because now I'm thinking of everybody in my life and where they, where they sit on the spectrum. All right. So here's the million dollar question. What are you? Uh, my predominant element is earth right? I think nurturing, caring. I totally see that. Makes it very easy to do my job. I, I like to do it. It's easy for me to do. Um, I struggle with not taking care of someone. So it, it's just my natural tendency. And then what's your secondary? Secondary is mostly water. Um, you know, we talked about how water, you put a drop of food coloring and it takes on the resonance. And so I can really hold space for some really deep stuff. I used to be a rape crisis counselor. So I've been in some situations with some really deep, heavy stuff. And sometimes it comes out on the table, right? And so I can really hold that space and take on that resonance for them, with, you know, without judgment. So I would say that that's probably my secondary. Um, but I do like to have fun too. So I got a fire in me too. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that about you. That's fascinating. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. really admirable work. It, it was tough work. And it's, it's part of what led me to Chinese medicine because I was on call, you know, going out. And I, I also worked um, with trauma survivors for the state attorney's office. So just a lot of trauma, a lot of stress. And so it took a toll on my health. That makes me think, and I don't know if this is off base, you tell me that maybe waters need to compartmentalize. Exactly, right? You pour water on a table, there's no structure. It needs like a cup to fill. It takes on the, the shape of the container. So they definitely need to 
work on compartmentalizing and adding structure and learning to leave it at home. Which Um, is hard. Yes. Which is hard. Okay. So now I have to ask, what am I? Yeah. So like I said before, I've seen all of your elements because you're very balanced. Um, I would say you're predominantly wood. Okay. Um, You are a get it done kind of gal. Shocking. Shocking. Yes, you are. It's really what makes you and and woods are really good teachers and good cheerleaders. Like they will encourage you. They will, um, they will make you believe in yourself. Right. So woods are, woods are great. They're, they're the best coaches and, um, and teachers. Can I tell you Uh, something funny about that? I was on my high school dance team and I would give these terrible motivational speeches before every competition we did. And it became a running joke, but we couldn't go out and compete without me giving one of my speeches. That's it. It's, it's in your DNA. It's how you move through the world. Like That's you so have this expansive energy and what you have to say is important. Like people need to hear what you have to say, but you are the best kind of coach. Like if I'm looking for a coach, I struggle with wood. So I have coaches in my life. I have teachers in my life or mentors. I look for a wood because I know that they are going to inspire me to become my best, to step into my best self. And so that's what, that's what you do. Right. And then well, you, that makes me feel good that I'm on the right path. You definitely are on the right path. And, you know, and then your fire makes it very easy to connect with you. You know, you make it light, you uplift, it's not so heavy. Right. So, and then also your earth, you are compassionate and caring. Um, you have the water to go deep and you are a deep thinker and you have the curiosity to go deep and think about all the things. And then um, also hold the resonance. Like, I feel like if you were my coach that I could, you make it safe to fail, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like I can explore things and you would just be there to say, well, you know, let's, let's get back on track. It's okay. Like, or, or whatever it takes. I feel like you would, you'd be able to hold the resonance of whatever, however I showed up. Um, And then your, um, your metal, which makes you super organized and efficient. So you have them all, but if you want to get it done, you're the girl. I get it done. You do get it done. Well, that's very kind of what you just said. Thank you so much. The truth. And I, this is not the end of that conversation because we're tabling that one and we're going to definitely talk more. I love it. So I know that you do work with teams and I know you do work with businesses and organizations. How have you seen groups of people apply this to their advantage? It's very cool, especially with, um, with referrals and also with clients, right? When you know who's in front of you, you can speak to your audience, right? Like you learn their quote unquote language or love language and you can ha- you can connect with them a lot faster. Like we have a friend, um, I refer to a lot and I'll say, oh, I'm going to send you someone. They're very wood. Like she knows she better have her stuff together and be on point because of what expects it done. They expect it done yesterday and they expect it done right. So, you know, or if I'm sending you something from metal, they're really kind of one of the times and dates. And if I'm sending you someone water, their waters are hyper vigilant and they're really good. They're like the best risk managers ever because they can spot any sort of risk before anyone else can. And so they tend to have a lot of fear. And so taking that step forward can be hard sometimes. And so they need a little more handholding and they want to know everything. They're a little bit, um, the word suspicious comes to mind, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. They just want to know the skeptical, skeptical. Yeah. yeah. They want to make sure that it's a right choice for them. Um, and then who else do we have? Earth. Earth. Um, yeah. Earths are a little fearful too. I mean, they, we, we call water fear and then earth a little bit more worry. Um, so they want a little bit more handholding and they're going to be more interested in the connection. They want to know that that person's like listening and that they're here and that, you know, earths are, I spend more time in the room getting them, redirecting them back to them because they want to know more about me, what's going on in my life and how they can help me. Um, so I have to constantly like redirect, but yeah, they're just really more about like connection. 
How do you make the distinction between fear and worry? Mm, worry is like a, a rumination of like the same thought. You know, we say like, um, ch- let me chew on it, right? That's mm-hmm. more rumination. And chewing is the spleen stomach, the earth energy. So that's more like rumination. You're just like, you don't actually get anywhere. You're just like, you know, uh, fear is more like an adrenaline response. Got it's it. more internal. It's more body. It's more in. It's more crippling. It will. It's like the deer in headlights. That's more of the fear. That's kind of how how waters get when they feel overwhelmed. They need space to go and think about it and like lay it all out and look at it, decide, you know, what what's good, what's not. Well, I beat my drum on this, but my philosophy, if you want to call it that, to business comes down to three things that I think humans just overcomplicate because we're human and we overcomplicate things. The first is clarity. The second is communication. And the third is relationships. And sitting here hearing you talk, it's so clear (laughs) to take that word, how this system could help someone gain a little bit of clarity. I love what you said at the outset about how once you're past second grade, you kind of just get it because you get it and you're living with it every day. So it's not like you have to learn all these new things. You could say, oh, I get it. It's a fire. It's going crazy. Put water on it. Oh, it's a water. You know, we have to, I don't know. I'm going to mess this up now. Yeah, it's okay. So think like if we're, and again, we're taking the polls because this isn't balanced, but take like a fire who wants to be out partying, salsa dancing, or like a deep, deep water who wants to be at like a poetry reading and just like, you know, really philosophical. Like you put those two together, it's just going to be like oil and water, right? So they, they can meet each other in the middle and you can say like, oh, let me, maybe as a fire, you know, you like new, maybe you just get curious, right? Oh, what can I learn from this person? And there we are. Every podcast comes back to it. All roads lead to curiosity, people. That's it. When you approach it with curiosity, you can help ease that constriction. Because if somebody, if there's somebody you're thinking about right now that you just cannot stand, it's because their element is across the wheel from you and it's creating constriction. It just doesn't feel good. So which are the elements that constrict each other? Yep. So um, there's inside the circle, we draw like a star and across the um, arrows, you will find the constriction. So we're going to start with, so, um, metal chops wood, right? So they don't get along. Um, metal chops wood, fire melts metal, uh, water puts out fire, uh, wood draws, um, like the, the roots draw up the nutrients onto earth. So wood and earth, and then earth and water. If you put earth into water, it's going to soak up the water right? Like think baking, you put the water in and yeah. like it, it disappears. Disappears. Oh, that's fascinating. And so aside from getting curious, if you do find yourself opposite someone who you suspect constricts you, what can you do? I mean, I think curiosity is everything and, or, you know, or just going inward and, and thinking about your strengths and how you can use that. Right. So let's say if you were, if you're a metal and I'm a wood and I feel all this expansive energy and you're like, you're trying to restrain me. I can say like, maybe there's something to this. Like maybe I'm, maybe I haven't thought it through. Maybe I'm, cause you're 10 steps ahead. If you're a wood, you've already thought down there, but, but maybe that person is seeing something that you didn't see along the way. It can be hard because you already know, and you know, it's probably the better way. But I think curiosity is really like, it's really the way to do it. There you go. Right. Like maybe, I said. Or maybe, maybe receptivity or how much, how much can I let in here? Like, or how much 
constriction can I sit with, breathe into, and ask it, like, what, are, what is this constriction here for? What is it trying to teach me, maybe? I love this concept of using this to harmonize a team or an environment or a conversation. Because I know so many people who think, I just butt heads with this person. And more likely than not, there are more similarities than differences. Sure. And so that's why, again, being curious to beat our drum here on Worked Up, but also thinking about and considering the audience. Who is this person? What is the way that I can frame what I'm saying or what I'm doing in a way that they will be most receptive to it is a way of harmonizing. Absolutely. And figuring out what that other person's element is, you can figure out what their superpower is and go, well, maybe I'm a little weak here, but maybe this person excels here. And how can we put them together in a way that creates synergy? You know, one plus one equals three instead of two. Like, how can we work together instead of being at odds? That makes so much sense. So, Heather, as we wind down, I want to rapid fire two questions. Okay. The first is what's the first step you would recommend someone takes once they know their element? Uh, I would go to my website and read, <laughs> read the steps of what to do. Um, there's plenty of resources out there uh, to read about, but I really distilled it down into like five bullet points for each one. And then um, it's always self-care. Always go back to self-care. And self-care can take so many different forms, Right. Yeah. And knowing what your element is, you'll know what's the best self-care for you. Because if you're a water and you need time to rest and be alone, a wood needs to go out and punch a punching bag or go run a mile. Like there's very different self types of self-care. They need to expend that expansive energy. And a fire would probably want to go and connect with someone versus like being alone. That might feel more stressful. You know, that COVID was really hard for fire types. Again, I'm thinking of so many people in my family. I feel like I have an element for every single person in my family. And now I understand all the dynamics and the and the constrictions, to use your word, that, that pop up, right? Exactly. And you can say, oh, okay, there's your fire. You know, if someone's yeah. being like that at the grocery store, like I talked about earlier, I'm like, oh, okay, look at you. There, you're wood, you know? Like, yeah. And, and have empathy for the, the expansive energy that they're feeling that feels like the pot of water that's about to boil over. Yeah. So empathy can, when in doubt, go earth. When in doubt, connect. When in doubt, go earth. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Next question. Okay. Take this however you will. Okay. What do you know now that you wish you knew back then? You know, going through acupuncture school, a lot of people that are in relationships don't sustain the relationships because you really learn a different way of thinking. And if your partner doesn't come on board, it can be really hard because for us, nothing is really static. Everything is dynamic. Things are always, um, you can always change your framework. Like sometimes we look at something and it's the outside, but then when you're on the inside, it's the inside of the outside, or is it the inside of the inside, right? There's always, again, approaching with curiosity and just knowing that there's different frameworks and ways to look at things that are not so static and it doesn't have to create so much stress and constriction when things are not going my way. That makes me think of being focused on the journey rather than the destination. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you said, the frame of mind is everything. You know, what's your perspective? What, what meaning do you assign to it? And this has been so fun, Heather. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they? 
Uh, they can just go on my website, eastbocaacupuncture.com. It's very easy. It's right here in East Boca. Um, I have a, all my contact information is on there. There's even a link to book. If you want to just go ahead and book online, you can. Um, but I'm happy to answer emails or answer calls. I love talking about this stuff. So it's never a burden or a problem for me to talk to someone about it. Yeah. I'm one of the people that she needs to be like, okay, we're done talking now so I can go out of the room and you can relax. <laughs> Slowly turn the light down. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Jacqueline. See you later. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. This was great. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And as always, thank you to our listeners for joining us on another episode of Worked Up. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays. As always, we have really fun and exciting guests. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave reviews. And please connect with us on Instagram at Jacqueline Beck Consulting, on our website, www.jacquelinebeckconsulting.com, or email us at info at jacquelinebeckconsulting.com. That's Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, Beck, B-E-C-K. See you next time.